0: Lord, give us focus, give us concentration, that our attention will be on you, not just our eyes looking straight before us, but even our heart, oh God, our heart be focused on you, so that we may hear you clearly, so that we may hear you with understanding. I ask in the name of Jesus that you will speak through me. Lord, that you will teach us, that you will instruct us, Lord, so that your grace will be upon us, even as we hear your word, your grace will be upon us to understand and to do. For it's not only the hearers that are blessed. but it's not the hearers that are blessed, it's the doers of your word. We receive grace in the hearing of your word, to do your word, and receive more grace in obeying your word in the name of Jesus. I ask, O Lord, that you will speak. Through me that you will enable me I ask Lord that you will grant revelation Let the entrance of your word Give light and give Understanding unto the simple In Jesus name we pray Amen Our texts Luke 22 31 to 53 And Acts 6 1 to 7 If you put the two together In Luke 22 you Read of um, Peter and all the Disciples of Jesus, boasting to Jesus that they were ready to go with him, whether to prison or to death. And Jesus asking them to pray. And instead of praying, what were they doing? They were sleeping. They did not take the instruction of Jesus to pray very seriously. And they thought they were able on their own to do the will of God, to do what Jesus was asking them to do. But of course they failed. But in Acts chapter 6, we see those who were formerly disciples, now apostles, who have now come to understanding and telling everybody, we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. A lot has changed. Before, they did not understand the importance of prayer. And so they did not take it seriously, the instruction to pray. Now, they've come to understand the importance of prayer. And now they take it very seriously. They even make it a priority that they will give attention to it day and night, continually. May the Lord bring us to a place of understanding of the importance of prayer, of the importance of connecting with God, the importance of worship, the importance of fellowship, in the name of jesus amen plan to pray and prioritize it that is what the lord is speaking to us on plan to pray and prioritize it you know our memory verse 1 peter 4 7 that says but the end of all things is at hand therefore be serious and watchful in your prayers or in the niv it says the end of all things is near therefore be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray, therefore be alert and of sober mind, so that you may pray. It means that if you are not alert and you have not of sober mind, you won't be able to pray. If you are all, you know, distracted and confused, and uh, you know, just do things oppositely, you won't be able to pray. You won't have time to pray. You won't be able to pray. And the other translation, the Passion Translation that says, Since we are approaching the end of all things, be intentional, purposeful, and self-controlled, so that you can be given to prayer. So if you are not intentional, if you are not purposeful, and not self-controlled about your life, about your the entirety of your life, you won't give yourself to prayer. It's not just about being intentional, purposeful, and self-controlled, when it comes to prayer, when it comes to a single thing, now nah, it's about being intentional, being purposeful, being self-controlled in everything so that you will be given to prayer. Amen. And I want to add one, actually two more memory verses and that's Acts 6.4. And I want us to say this one together, Acts 6.4. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. By the way, this doesn't only apply to apostles, it applies to every Christian. Remember 1 Thessalonians 5:17? Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Now that's not speaking to apostles, speaking to every Christian. Pray without ceasing, pray constantly. And Jesus Christ said, or gave a parable in Luke chapter 18, verse 1, says, Men ought always to pray and not to think. Men ought always to pray and not to give up. So this applies to everyone. We will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Ministry of the word is not just about preaching the word. Ministry of the word is about reading the word, listening to the word, speaking the word word. Pray in the word. Amen. Acts 12, 5. Acts 12, 5. And uh, this is another memory verse. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Peter was kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Even if you just remember, constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Day and night praying. They organized prayer. Mm. Not the same people praying 24 hours. So they did what? They took turns to pray. They planned prayer. They scheduled prayer. Brother Peter from 12 to 1. Brother Nicholas from 1 to 2. Around the clock. Around the clock taking tongues to pray constantly for peter who was kept in prison, and they kept the vigil all night long all day long until peter was released amen again the lord is speaking to us on plan to pray and prioritize it plan to pray and prioritize it prioritize prayer some helpful suggestions on how we can be more watchful I'm prayerful in these crazily busy and dangerous times we're living. And these helpful hints or helpful insights are all from the Word of God. Uh, let's be reminded of Romans 13, 11 to 14, and which we're going to read from the Message Bible. I like the way the Message Bible puts it. Romans 13, 11 to 14. But make sure that you don't get so absorbed and exhausted in taking care of all your day-to-day obligations that you lose track of the time and those off. oblivious to God. The night is about over. Dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing, not be up and awake to what the devil is doing. <laughs> you remember we are not supposed to be looking out for what the devil is doing. Hmm? We are not supposed to be, you know, Constantly watching out for what the devil is doing. We are supposed to be looking out for what God is doing. It's in watching out for the light that we can use the light to see what is in the darkness. Amen. We are not to focus on the darkness. We are to focus on the light. So watch out for what God is doing. God is putting the finishing touches on the salvation work he began when we first believed. We can't afford to waste a minute. Must not squander these precious daylight hours in frivolity and indulgence. In sleeping around and dissipation. In bickering and grabbing everything in sight. Get out of bed and get drenched. Don't loiter and linger. Waiting until the very last minute. Dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. Be up and doing you see, the tactics of Satan are always based on deception. Even for those of us, or for those people who are not ignorant of his deceptive devices and cryptic crafts, he still goes to great lengths to present himself as an angel of light. In times of civilization, enlightenment, liberty, and development, the devil hides in all of that and walks his way through all of that. Whether you call it civilization enlightenment liberty development technological breakthrough the devil still hides in those things the devil walks through the movie industry through business to propagate his agenda and while we are eating good things let's be careful that we don't take in poison while we are watching a wonderful you know movie The devil also tries to put a little poison in there. And it's only those who have understanding that will be able to discern the poison and spit it out. But if not, you're going to eat it. And you're not going to know how it grows and festers in your heart. And you begin to follow what the devil is suggesting. The devil hides himself behind even our legitimate and important human needs so that he can get us, just get us a little bit off track. His hope is that if he can get us just a little bit off track, he can trick, trip and trap you. May you never fall to the tricks of the devil in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, let's check this out. How the devil, you know, works cryptically, you know, behind the scene, through our weaknesses, through the weaknesses of others, through situations, and he tries to take advantage. He's an opportunist. He's an opportunist. So Matthew sixteen twenty one to 22, the background of this is that Peter had just, by the Spirit, made a confession about Jesus. And Jesus commended him and praised him and even blessed him. Now, from verse 21. From that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. Wow. Ordinarily. Peter's response to Jesus' words sounds like an expression of his love and concern for Jesus. Except that he didn't say it with the right attitude. Basically, what's going on with you? It's like, it's a rebuke. What's going on with you? It's not going to happen to you. That's not going to happen to you. We're going to defend you. We're going to stand up for you. But when you listen to what Jesus said to him, you will get the gist of the whole thing. What's is not on the surface. You will understand what is behind the scene. Jesus said in response to Peter's expression of love and concern. He said this in Matthew sixteen twenty three. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Jesus, in one breath, speaking or rebuking Satan, and at the same time, rebuking Peter.